0: Howdy Howdy you, do, Who fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary.
1: My name's Adam. And
0: this is episode 257. Yes.
2: One day I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.
3: Our lives are different too
0: Howdy, howdy, do who fans welcome back. This is episode 257. I hope you've all had a cracking week and that you've all managed to do something, something Doctor Doctor Who Who related. 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 Yay, (laughs) welcome back, buddy. Thanks, man. Missed you last week.
1: Yeah, well, I listened in. I had a listened in. Yeah, of course you did. Just to, just to check, can't believe you thought I'd buy that blimmin' builder bear. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, I just had the I had the podcast on in the background, just to listen in, see, because I wanted to see what you thought of the episode, obviously. Uh, before we recorded uh, I thought, well, I better just check out whether you liked last week's. So I'm pottering around the house doing a few bits of the podcast on, listening to you waffling away. And then I heard you get to the Build-A-Bear bit and you were like, I know that my co-host will be ordering this. And I was like, what? I nearly dropped the plates. You're, I don't want that. I don't want that blimming thing.
0: You're joking. thats I would have thought that would be right up your oh, street,
1: mate. No, I'm going to be honest. Oh, that's no. Not, no, I mean, it's cute. I just kind of agree with you. It's cute. But I'm not not for fifty quid or whatever uh, they are. Right, no, right. and also I've got to agree with you about the tenth Doctor thing. What is it? Well, that they do that tenth Doctor with the three D specs all the time. When you <laughs> mentioned it, I was like, yeah, they do, don't they? And it was like literally one episode, wasn't it, that he did that? I think it,
0: I could be wrong. I said that or at the two? time. I, I think don't it's know. Yeah, I only remember it in one episode that he had those three D specs on. Yeah, but, but they seem to have of. Uh, assigned that as like the thing that the 10th Doctor wears throughout yeah. all of Doctor Who for some reason it's um, I know strange which
1: I thought yeah. was quite funny I thought yeah that's so true actually no yeah. I mean I agree right? the, the bear very cute very <laughs> cute but um it won't be I'm looking at it now I actually prefer I actually prefer if I was gonna get one it would, I actually like the 13th Doctor one
0: I'm saying this now listeners
1: I'm not going to get
0: one. Before the year's out, (laughs) you'll see an unboxing video on the Geek Sandbag. (laughs) You won't. (laughs) Of Adam unboxing the Builder Bear. No, not
1: unless I get sent one free to review, because no, I wouldn't pay. It's the price as well. They're about 50 quid, aren't they? That's true. They are And then you have to buy all the bits extra as well, so you end up spending about...
0: No, no, that's all all in. Oh, that's
1: all in, is it? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, wow! I'm surprised, mate. Yeah, I'm coming. Actually, I'm coming. I'm looking at it now. I'm coming round. I'm I'm coming round to it. Uh, <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll just say it, right before the end of the year, there will be a video on your YouTube channel, and it will be unboxing the Builder Bear.
1: We'll see. It will yeah. be. Yeah, I did laugh when you said it though, because I'd I'd seen them um before I went away. I was like, I'd seen them come up on the merch site, and I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> um, but yeah, so it just made me laugh when I heard you say that.
0: <laughs> fun times, fun
1: times. See, so yeah, I've been on my travels. Uh, popped over to Amsterdam for a few days. Um, didn't didn't drag my other half round the dot two locations. We've done that. We've done it. Mm-hmm. It's all good. We could actually just relax and enjoy <laughs> it this time. And um, yeah, that was all good. Uh, watched a bit of your live stream while I was over there. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. I must admit, it was a bit. My internet wasn't very good over there, so you were buffering a lot. Um, but I got, I did sort of tune in just to catch a bit of it, yeah, yeah.
0: Good, good. Yeah, live stream.
1: Yes, do one, another when one. you tonight. said you were going to do. I know. I, I actually said. Mm-hmm. So I heard you say that um, I wanted to do these once a week. I actually turned to half said, "Oh, he's never going to once a week. We'll see." And yes, you are. You're doing another one. Well, it'll be tonight. But by the time the listeners hear the pod, it'll be few days three days ago yes (laughs) yeah Yeah. yeah. so but you are doing another one to stick into your words so yeah good for you man
0: yeah so good crack on there
1: yes yeah well it was nice actually to see all the you know all of our listeners getting to sort of interact a bit more with them and and chat and stuff because i was recognizing a lot of names that were chatting to you on there as well which is really cool yeah that
0: was nice actually um i said at the beginning of that live stream that i expected to be to just be chatting to myself. There'd just be zero yeah. viewers and a, and stuff.
1: Yeah, a few tumbleweeds getting past. Exactly that, yeah. yeah. So it was
0: nice that um yeah, we had a bunch of people jump on. A lot of those are our listeners, which is really nice. And like you said, it's nice to um to interact with those guys and uh definitely and do that stuff. So yep. Um I did say on that live stream as well that I would get you on there.
1: Yeah well I will. Lot, I don't so. it's, um, I've never done weirdly I've never done a YouTube live stream. I've done insta and i've done facebook i think i've even done what's that periscope thing that was popular for oh, a while I even one. Did one yeah. but i've never done youtube um i'm sure it's very easy yeah, that's pretty uh, so cool yeah i'll be able yeah. to jump on at some point and join you yeah
0: when you're not so knackered dude we'll, uh, yeah. we'll sort that out
1: for sure well i was i was hoping to be able to get an audio review over to you um as i said uh for the haunting of villa however you say it <laughs> um but uh, yeah i just get a chance to do that. I might as well just say while we're we're talking about it, I I did enjoy it. I thought it was a good episode. I agreed, if we had been doing the pod together last week, I pretty much agreed almost word for word with what you said. Um, It it was just a good episode, and it was, yeah, it was very dark. Mm. The bit where the Cyberman broke that woman's neck and then went for the baby, I thought that was Mm. chilling. That's cool, that bit. Yeah, Yeah. it was was a very, very dark Cyberman story, and I enjoyed it. It's... um, I think it's one I'll have to be in the mood for because it is quite it's a quite slow story it builds and all that so but yeah if it, I don't really need to say more because pretty much I was it was one of those where I was just nodding along to everything you sort of said about it. it's like yeah yeah that's I agree with you there yeah so yeah a good story and I think I even rated it the same you I think you gave it a seven point five didn't you I did yes yeah which is why I would have rated it as well so we were very much on the same page on that one I'm glad it felt like because it does lead into this week's, it, it, but it didn't feel like it was just there to lead into this week's. if you know what I mean. It had it did have its own story and stuff, so I, I liked that. It did feel like it it wasn't just a sort of throwaway, sort of, okay, now we're into the final. It did feel like it had a bit more to it, which I thought was good. Um, and obviously, it did remind me a bit of Castrovalva. <laughs> I said that at the course, time. I was yeah. like, "Wow, well, that's Castrovalva. They keep walking around the same room and stuff, which I thought was <laughs> nice little throwback. So, yeah
0: cool man yeah i'm glad you enjoyed that one
1: yeah yeah as i said it's a dark episode so it's probably one i've got to be in the mood to watch again i've watched it twice now um and yeah i just thought it was a good yeah very very scary sideman, so the guy playing the Cyberman, man
0: great so it is mean, yeah. just
1: yeah that shot when he threw that lid open and oh man it was yeah very very dark but very good
0: so yeah yep. good story old ashad Oh, that's Ash- Ashad. Yeah. That's his name, Ashad. Oh, is it what, the actor's name or the... The character's name, the, sci- the lone Cyberman.
1: Is that what he's called? Ashad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. In the what know, we give, aren't we? Are we giving Cybermen <laughs> names now? Well, it's... Uh, are we going to get, like, Doug, the Cyberman? Look out for Doug. Doug. Doug and
0: Patrick, <laughs> yeah. the Cybermen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Great. No, we've got Graham, haven't we? Um... Wally the Cyberman's on the loose, look out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Sandra the Cyberman's not happy today. Cassandra
0: <laughs> the Cyberman, yeah. I guess we could name them all. But then again, you it. and I would never remember them, so it's a pointless <laughs> no. exercise, isn't it?
1: <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Actually, talking of the names this week, um, quite a big cast this week. Mm. Yeah, we, don't expect struggle. me to remember any of the names, apart from Brendan, which for some reason... Stuck in my mind. That's about the only name I can remember from this week. I think we'll see when okay. we get to
0: it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> a lot of names. A lot of names. Yeah, quite a big cast this week. So that's for me, mate. I've been travelling on my travels, watching a bit of your live stream, watching who. Um, not really a lot else. Picked up the new Radio Times today. That's about the only other Who thing I've done. Um, it's got like the sort of Bohemian Rhapsody Queen style mm-hmm. cover of like the Doctor Graham Yaz and Ryan. Um, have you seen this yet? I
0: have, yeah. It's the black I think cover. It's it? like like the, it? yeah. the floating heads kind of.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's yeah. a really dull cover, I've got to be honest. I, would, <laughs> I only picked it up because it's Doctor 2. I looked at it I just thought, wow, that is so boring. Um, but a lot of people are, are loving it. So maybe I'm in the minority. But
0: Yeah, well, I think that's because a lot of the, the branding and visual design language of series 11 and 12 so far has been quite colourful, like bright and
1: yeah.
0: colourful. So when you see something like that, it's a little bit yeah. of a contrast. And
1: But what's the Queen What's the queen reference? Like what, what has that got to do? Or is it just... I'm not because? sure. You'd have to... Uh,
0: have you read the article inside yet about it? No, but that no, might no I literally
1: only picked yeah. it up this morning, so no. Yeah, that might explain why it's that way. It might do. I don't know. Yeah. But that's the only yeah. other thing I've done, so that's me.
0: Okay, what? but yeah, I've done very little Doctor Who, I'm afraid, other than... Uh, setting up the new live stream and doing that, Mm. which is buckets of fun. Um, Other than that, bud, uh, I've watched obviously um, Ascension of the Sidemen a couple of times, but very little else in terms of doing Doctor Who stuff. I've not had the time to Uh, do it. Although I have rearranged my merch bookcase. Oh, So I had to switch a a load of things around.
1: Where's the land speeder?
0: Oh no, this is all Doctor Who now. Oh. Yeah, so that's the deal. So I've had to move all my Star Wars stuff onto the bigger bookcase because there was just running out of room. So I've still got a bunch of Doctor Who on a couple of shelves over here on the big one, mm. but on the smaller one here, this is now all Doctor
1: Who. For the benefit of the listeners, whenever me and Gary Cord, um because I like Star Wars, well, particularly the original trilogy, and he normally has this really cool, looks quite big, land speeder, um behind him. And I always say, don't I I've always say to you, God, I love that. Where'd you get that land speed? I really <laughs> want one of those. Um and yeah, it's gone. And what have you replaced it with? It looks like Funko Pops, which I thought you'd got rid of them all. Well, they're
0: just the leftovers, mate. They're oh. just the 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 ones that I'm in two minds still about. Oh I to... can
1: see the Capaldi in the <laughs> spacesuit that I nearly I nearly, you nearly gave me that until I told you it was worth 300 quid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, I that mean... was nearly mine. My conscience just couldn't accept it because I knew that it was a rare one. Oh, I should have had that. You should
0: have You should have just said, oh, that's worth I couldn't live nothing, mate.
1: <laughs> You'd be like, because I thought if he pops around and says, where's that pop I gave you? I'll be like, oh, um, I'd have to make an excuse because I would have sold it on eBay for about 400 quid because I've already got one. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. I'm glad you got a bit of heat behind you.
0: Yeah. It feels, feels good. I need to still get a lot of artwork and stuff up on the walls. It's still. Anyway, so that, that's all I've done, sort of Doctor Who-ish. Uh,
1: i just stuff. got a vision of, like, when Series 12 finishes, you just, like... No, I'm bored of that now, and you'll just throw it all on the side. Now let's clear that <laughs> shelf. Let's get something else. <laughs> yeah.
0: Ghostbusters <Mate>. or something. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Yeah. Hasbro have uh, announced a bunch of really cool new Ghostbusters but, toys. Actually, so, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So There we go. Anyways, we digress. Uh, before we get cracking on with the rest of the show, uh, we do have a couple of bits of news. Quite boring, though, just the usual viewing figure stuff mm-hmm. that everybody seems overly concerned about. Then we've got a very cool piece of merch that was just announced this morning, which looks... Yeah. I'll let you know how we feel about that. And then we're on to our review of Ascension of the Cybermen. But before we get cracking with all that, remember to subscribe to the show in whatever podcast app you listen to podcasts on. Or head over to the website www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can find links off to all the various podcast apps and networks there. Or just do a search if you can't find us. Uh, We're also on the socials as well. Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just do a search of The Big Blue Box or again go to the website. It's all on there. Uh, Connect with us. We chat plenty of Doctor Who during the week and now on YouTube as well. So just do a search of The Big Blue Box on YouTube and I'll link to the show notes and all that stuff as well. So I hope to do a weekly live stream which will be fun to chat Doctor Who with you guys one to one. Well, one to a group Hmm. of however many you are. Right, dude. Should we land it and do a uh, do just a bit of news and whatnot?
1: Yeah, let's get into it.
0: Viewing figures, right? First one is the uh, confirmed official ratings for the Haunting of Villa uh, Diodati, and uh, that came home with 5.7 million viewers in the end. I can't remember what the overnights were, but I think they were about three something.
1: That's right, they were, yeah. Yeah,
0: so that came home with just over 5 million. Uh, that means it was, uh, what was the, what was this one? Uh, make it the 31st most watched program of all television channels for the week. Uh, and it had a 22.9% share. Uh, so it's not too bad, um, but the appreciation index score has gone up on this one. So we've moved up from 78 up to 80 with this one. Mm -hmm. so that's very very cool so those of you like i said that are concerned about these viewing figures and stuff which you probably shouldn't be um it's more about the appreciation index that you should be more concerned about so the fact that this has gone up by two to 80 is very very good very good sign um because those figures they don't tend to shift a lot across the course of a series so uh that's gone up by two points. So that's all good. And then the overnight figures for last week's Ascension of the Cybermen, that brought home 3.71 million viewers for the overnights, which is about half of the course, I would say, for the most of... Seems to be. ...most of Series 12, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did it beat? What did it not beat? Um, it was beaten by Dancing on Ice, uh, which had 4.39, but that's kind of been the thing, again, for most of this series, really. And... Uh, yes uh, it was the 50th most watched program of the week so far based on those figures so and um, we'll get the confirmed official ones on Monday I believe so we'll report those back but uh, overall um, fairly standard really for this series nothing jumps out oh my god crazy bad or crazy amazing it's um
1: yeah not too bad it's drifting along in it I just noticed there I can't believe point. 4 million are still watching death in paradise it's been it's just it's well <laughs> run its course isn't it haven't they even got another anyway i don't really watch it but yeah i just saw that at the bottom there i thought blimey people still watching that uh, it might be good i don't i don't watch it so
0: well <laughs> apparently yeah. it's one of the top bbc drama shows mate
1: oh right okay
0: yeah mm. i don't know what they mean by top as in does the bbc class it as top or does the country class it as top i don't know Mm.
1: I must yeah. admit, I hope I'd like to see a little increase because, like, like you said, it's nothing really to to get too worried about with figures. But I would like to see a little increase for next week's like final or this week's final, I should say, mm. um, because the trailer for it is. And I'm not talking about the little five second one <laughs> at the, end of the show that they, they've released like a proper trailer for um, this week's finale, and it's a it's a cracking trailer, isn't it? It's it amazing. is absolutely because. Yep. We've said, you know, in the past, haven't we, that some of the trailers have been a bit lacklustre and it felt like the chippers wouldn't give them much to to use. This trailer for this finale is, I think it's one of the best trailers we've had. It's, it really does, like, make you just, you know, I'm so excited for Sunday. I just cannot wait, um, judging by the little clips. But, yeah, annoyingly, I'm not going to be able to watch this go out live um, this week. I've got to work. Oh, so I'm going to have to wait till I get home from work before I watch it, which is going to, it's going to annoy me because on the train on the way home, I normally check my phone, you know, <laughs> like you do. You sort of, I've got a little train journey and look at the phone. i will going to have to stay well clear of that <laughs> for the whole train journey home until I get in and watch it. So that's going to be a bit painful.
0: Yeah. yeah. Or something might just happen at the shop. You have to oh, close no, early. Don't.
1: Oh, I see what you mean. I thought you meant, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, someone might have to hit a fire alarm and close the place down. <laughs> yeah,
0: accidentally lent on the fire alarm, and now the fire brigade have to come out and all that stuff, so we might as well close. We'll see exactly. you tomorrow.
1: Yeah. It shouldn't be too bad. I should be home about half seven, eight, so I reckon I'll be about an hour That's not too behind. bad. It's
0: not yeah. too bad. Yeah. It's not too bad,
1: yeah. Yeah, It's cool. the next extra hour of anticipation. Something to look forward to. Let me put a positive spin. Something to look forward to when I get home on there you Sunday. Go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Can't wait for the reaction as well. I've got a feeling that (laughs) it's going to just kick off, isn't it? Of course it will. There's been a lot of promise of game changer and all that. It's going to be mad. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be mad. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Right, so that's news. Uh, We've got one piece of merch to to have a look at, so let's get all grumpy pants in. Mm -hmm.
2: Merch corner. Merch corner. Merch corner. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty. very pretty well there you are a young man what do you think of that now eh a viking helmet
1: i know it's on the telly it's everywhere
2: i don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted try
3: work in a shop now here to help steelbooks
0: love them love them don't we mm. the old steel books. so i'm very happy that the bbc have still trundled along and steamrolled through and not given up on the steelbooks because it would have been crap to get like the first two or three or four, and then they just thought, nah, <laughs> we're not going to yeah. do these anymore. So they've kept it going, and now they've announced just this morning the cover artwork for the Series 12 steelbook. Yeah. Uh, and also the internal artwork as well, should I say. And uh, right, buddy, this looks just... Cool. Come on, what do we reckon on this one?
1: Oh, it's, it's great, isn't it? It's a, When I saw this, it's, this is beautiful. They, they've they really... um. Delivered the goods on this one by looks of it. I, I think it's a stunning steelbook. It's a massive step up from the Series 11 one. I mean, it's just a thousand times better, isn't it? You just if you when you put this next to your Series Eleven, this just blows it out of the water, doesn't it? Absolutely. Did you ever pick up yeah. the Series Eleven? No, it was no, you did didn't. A, no, it was the. It was just they used that photograph, didn't they, of the silhouette of Jodie on the hill with the TARDIS, the BFG that, cover
0: yeah
1: yeah exactly yeah they just used that it was such a dull steel but this this is beautiful love it so you got the doctor at the front obviously the master behind her and then on the back of it graham yeah ryan uh inside you got that nice sort of the, the one with jodie's coat flowing open and the white background it, it just it really does look stunning um i think this is an amazon exclusive am i right in saying that you are correct. Yep. So you got to order it from those bad boys. Um, <laughs> who has done the artwork? Do we know? Uh, I honestly is don't this... know. It looks like. Um... Is it a Sophie Cowdery who did the
0: last one? Maybe it could be. It looks like uh, the first. You know the first couple that we got.
1: That was Lee Binding.
0: Was it Lee Binding? No, it's not. Lee- well, it could be. It's not... No, I don't think it uh, is. No, I'm not sure. I don't know. We'll find out, but it it just looks so good. It really does look amazing. Like the colors are on fire, like literally on fire. Like these mm. oranges and reds and stuff, and the poses that they've they've chosen uh, for every character are just bang on. It looks really, really good, really good.
1: It does. If I have, I mean, I, this is not um. um a bad thing about the steelbook per se but just in terms of the actual series 12 i do think they've upped the price a bit much because it's only 10 episodes isn't it so the steelbook's 49.99 to 50 quid basically i do think that's a bit steep that'll come down though right will that come down how much was the series
0: 11 one when it launched
1: same oh was it all right okay yeah i mean that took a long time to come down i had it in my wish list (laughs) for blimmin' ages, because I thought, because I wasn't very impressed with the Series 11 steel book, I wanted it, because obviously I've got the rest. I thought, well, I'm not going to, I'm not paying that. And I'll tell you, I think I waited. uh, When did I finally get that? Ooh, not that long ago, you know. It it took a long time for that to drop. Um, And I think, again, it's because it's the Amazon exclusive. They know you're not going to get it cheaper anywhere. If you want it, you've got to get it from them. So they kind of can put whatever price they want, can't they? Which is a bit annoying, but um yeah, I don't know. I, I, I definitely, despite the price tag, definitely want to get this. I think it's, I think it's absolutely stunning.
0: Yeah, I do, mate. I'm going to have mm. to, I'm going to have to play catch up a little bit though as well with Series 11, because I don't own that at all on any format. So no. if I'm going to no. order this one, then that really is going to put the the shelf OCD mechanism into overdrive. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna have to play catch up and buy the other bloody ones now as well. But yeah, Um I don't mind. I do. This does look very cool. It just looks so cool.
1: We've not got long to wait as well because it's due for release on March 16th. So that's yeah, only a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, to in a bit. Yeah, it's not too bad.
1: So it's not far away. Yeah, yes. love it. Really do love it. It's a lovely yes. steelbook.
0: Uh, you can buy the standard Blu-ray as well if you like. It comes in. There's no confirmed artwork for that as yet. But I imagine it will be in a similar format to the series of level one, where it's like a little box set um, with a booklet in it and all that stuff. And that's currently on Amazon for a ten or less, so forty quid. That will get you the standard Blu-ray non-steel book.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah.
0: Anyways, another another thing to buy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> another thing to yeah. Another thing to put on the shelf.
0: Indeed, yeah. So um, I won't link to the show notes on this. It's fairly obvious. Just go to Amazon. Just do a search for Doctor Who. Uh, complete series 12 and you'll see it you'll see it all on there Mm. so that's news and merch bud that's it nothing else to go through really so we're gonna we're gonna slam into the review what we got this week bud
1: yeah so the cybermen are back big time in ascension of the cybermen
2: what are they these cybermen they're one of the most dangerous species i've ever encountered
3: up there with the daleks an empire of evil in ruins right now Brought down to nothing. But that could all change. Don't give it what it wants.
2: One Cyberman, but then thousands. No feeling, no control, no way back. I will not lose anyone else to that.
3: How long is this going to last Jazz? Hanging out with a doctor. You've no home planet, no influence, nothing.
2: Cyber war zones and people don't mix. We'll be here.
3: Cause we miss family. In death, we are transformed, improved, updated, as you will learn. They scorched and split the sky, built the army of all armies. I up for me. I can't win. We are
0: in Wowzers. Mm. If you're wondering who did the trailer, this is our good mate reese gallifrey forever 97
1: i thought it was yeah yeah I Thought
0: it was, yeah yeah. i used his trailer for um the last episode last week uncredited he didn't get angry he just tweeted out to say that he was surprised <laughs> that we and glad that we used the trailer I could tell that he was just a tad bit sort of passive aggressive with the tweet it was like all right Glad you've used the trailer and all that. So I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's not. Reese is not like that at all. He's a really cool guy. Um,
1: yeah, He is. He gets a good shout out at the BFI as well, doesn't he? Because they've picked up how good his trailers are and stuff. Yeah. Indeed. He is yeah. awesome yeah. stuff.
0: Very talented guy. So cheers for that, Reese. I didn't ask you beforehand, but cheers for that. So Ascension <laughs> of the Cybermen. It was broadcast, obviously, uh, last week on the 23rd Sunday. It was written by the Chibners. Mm. It was directed by Jamie Magnus Stone, and it stars the usual fam with a pretty sizable, a pretty sizable cast supporting yeah. those guys. And the story, you all know, thus that the uh, um they are separated uh, in the uh, the galaxy at the moment, which is kind of in the aftermath of the cyber wars. The Doctor got the coordinates from the previous episode from, was it Percy Shelley, when he was inhibited by the Siberian. Uh, So the Doctor and the companions are off to try and stop Mr. Ashad, um, but they get separated from each other when there's like a big battle going down. The Doctor ends up going off with Ryan, um, off to uh, somewhere called uh, the Boundary, uh, they go and find a guy called Ko Sharmus at this boundary, which is meant to be this kind of portal that sort of sends humans to safety, but the Cybermen can't follow. The other half is Graham and Yaz. They're with the surviving humans that have escaped the initial Cybermen attack, and now they're on this huge Cybermen carrier thing with Ashad and those guys uh, about to kick their asses by the look of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then there's like a sort of subplot uh, that's running... Uh, alongside this stuff, which sort of rewinds time and we go back to sort of uh, Ireland back in the day, and mm-hmm. there's a a baby that's uh, that's been abandoned called Brendan that they that they 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 find and they bring up and he becomes an adult and stuff, but find out something's a bit not quite right about him. He survives a huge fall off of a cliff. It's a bit like Broadchurch but sci-fi ish, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so we don't know what's going on with that either. So right. it's a great episode in the way that it ends on a bit of a cliffhanger with the master <laughs> bursting through the the boundary portal thing at the end because the Doctor sees this big image of Gallifrey and the closing lines are, everything's about to change, I think he says. Uh, nothing's what you... I, I can't remember what the exact line he says, but uh, uh, in a nutshell, TLDR, um, beep is about <laughs> to go down. Yeah. I think is the best way to put it right. So, bud... Give it, give it to me, finale yeah. part one. What do you reckon?
1: Finale part one. Oh, yeah, it's a good part one. Uh, I enjoyed it.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, for some reason, I was expecting like a lot more than that. It, it was just uh, <laughs> yeah, it was good.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's good, man. <laughs> no, it was good. Um, it, it just, it's funny because it's. There was a lot going on, but it's probably one of the episodes that I've made the fewest notes on because it basically threw open so many questions, didn't it? It was just an episode of what the hell go- is going on. There was so, like you said, so much back and forth. And so I was a bit baffled by the end of it. I thought, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. And that's really got me excited for part two. And it's it's hard for me to sort of um, break this really because I think it's going to be one where you're going to have to judge it by part two as well. I think I'm going to have to see how this plays out because this set up a lot of things, a lot of things. Um, we don't really have a lot of answers. So yeah, I I did, but I just enjoyed it. I thought it was good. We were straight in with the action as well, didn't it? It didn't sort Mm. of, there was no build up. you know, like last week's episode was quite slow, but it built the tension, draw you in. There was none of that this week. It was bang straight into that. Um, that sort of battle at the start. Um, but yeah, yeah, it gets a thumbs up from me. I, I, I did think it was good. There's a few, there are a few bits and bobs I'm not too sure about. Um, I'll get one of them out of the way straight away, actually. That's the cyber drones. I was a bit, when they started bobbing <laughs> over the hill, I did think, what the hell? I'm not sure I liked that. Um, I thought they looked a bit crap, quite frankly. <laughs> but uh, mm. but yeah, But no, I haven't got much negative to say about it this week. I did think it was good, but, but I'm just a bit baffled by it as well quite a lot of bits I was just confused there seem to be a lot of strands and we've already got quite a lot to tie up next week so to add even more into that I'm just hoping that next week's is a fitting conclusion and then we get a, you know if we get another good part like this then um then I think overall it'll be a cracking two parter but but yeah a lot of banks on next week really I think you know yeah it just depends yeah. on the answers to these questions because we we didn't get a lot of Lot of answers this week. Also, I wasn't um, sorry. I was expecting just a little bit more from it. I will say that I because there's been such a build up by the Doctor Who, you know, Twitter account, Facebook account. They've really built up the final, haven't they? Like the promotion has been a bit odd. They kept even from like half a the series, like four episodes to go till the finale. It's like what? It seemed like they were sort of rushing people to the finale. They've really built it up. Even the announcer before it started said prepare yourself for a game-changing episode of Doctor Who. I thought, oh, my God, someone's going to die or something's going to happen. There's going to be a massive cliffhanger reveal. So I will say this. As much as I enjoyed it, I also was expecting a bit more from it, which is why, again, I think I can't really sort of judge this too much until I see next week because, I don't know, I thought there was going to be a bit more to the cliffhanger. When the master come back through... For me personally, I saw that coming a mile off. I knew I just, it was just so obvious. I thought that the masters come back that I did find the cliffhanger whilst exciting, also slightly underwhelming. Cause I just knew that was going to happen. Of course he was going to come back. <laughs> you know, I would have put money on that. So yeah, not saying I felt let down by it. I just maybe expected a little bit more from the first part in terms of OMG moments, if you see what I mean rather than just saying, well, that was really good. But I thought there was going to be a few little bits thrown in to make us really go. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll I'll be honest, I thought we might lose Companion at the end of the episode or something. I don't know. I thought there was going to be something like that happened this week. Right. You know, Ryan seemed to be drifted around a lot. I thought he's a goner. (laughs) (laughs) There were moments when I thought something big was going to happen. Um, And that big thing was the master coming through, which I just found a bit underwhelming. So... Yeah, I did expect a bit more, really. But yeah, it was good. It was good, though. Okay,
0: okay. I yeah. read you.
1: So what do you reckon? Yeah, so <laughs> I think... Uh... <laughs> it was good. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was good. Moving on. Moving on. Um, I, I think uh, you and I are going to differ very slightly on okay. this one in the fact that, first of all, I thought this was the one of the best finales we've had in a few years. Mm-hmm. I thought this was an absolutely cracking, brilliant episode, yeah, and a much needed, um, a much needed kick up the the arse for finales that we've I've wanted for a few years now, mm. um, and it was clear, wasn't it, about halfway through that we weren't going to lose any companions in this one, so it feels like the uh, this part one of the finale is definitely the setup to part two, really. Because although we've had this arc that's coming through that we've seen at the, the earlier stages of the series, like with the master, this timeless mm. child thing, all that, uh, this is the first time that I we've actually seen those things come to some kind of progression, if you like. It's like oh, mm. okay, right, this is going to be... So in one way... You're absolutely right. I, we can't wait for Sunday. I think we're all in agreement on that. I think yeah. Sunday's going to be amazing. But the other hand, it really does put a lot of pressure on the chibbers mm. and also just the show as a whole. Because if Sunday's episode turns out to be a flop, which I'm I'm pretty sure it won't be, if it turns out to be a mm. flop, then we're in trouble. Because this is the setup, I reckon. I reckon the payoff next week is going to be really, really cool. So I also agree with you that it, it's almost worth reviewing these together in terms of overall score. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I mentioned also on last week's show when you weren't here that perhaps after next week, we won't go back into our normal rotation. We might do a, a series 12 as a whole
1: overview a yeah,
0: chat as a whole and an overview and stuff. So that might be cool. So yeah, I do agree with you. I think we need to review them together as a finale. And then yeah. series twelve, because series eleven, we didn't really have any of this sort of long story arc stuff, did we? We didn't have any of that really. Mm-hmm. So um, but yeah, my thoughts are I thought it was a really just a brilliant episode. Really, really good because there wasn't any there wasn't any point, first of all, where I reached for my phone, which is always a good sign. Mm-hmm. And the second one is like you, I didn't make many notes. I didn't write many things down to say, oh, that was that didn't work or I didn't get that or anything. Um, But one thing we should kick off with, I think, is the unanswered questions, which I'm hoping are going to be answered next week.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So the first one, this alternate story timeline thread that's running through the episode, it sort of goes back, not as, I don't think flashbacks are the right word because not one particular character is remembering anything. This is literally a kind of a separate thing that's been inserted into the story, but it does happen way back. I don't know when it was back, like in the fifties or the sixties, something like that. Yeah.
1: It did say, I think I can't remember. Yeah.
0: It said at the beginning, didn't it? It said Ireland. I think it was sixties, I think. Yeah. Something like that. So what did you make to that then? Because there's been no kind of explicit or direct thing to say, this character is insert name here, or this situation is insert Mm. that here. Did you, um, did you get kind of lost with those bits or did you kind of get, right, I, I can see what we're building up to?
1: Here. No, no, I, I didn't. Um, and But but in a good way, because that's the thing. I think hats off to Chibnall because he kept me guessing all the way through. I mean, I'm still guessing because we didn't get any answers. But, you know, so you, you see the baby has been left in the middle of the road and then you see him grow up and you think, oh, OK, is he going to turn out to be the Cyberman then? Is that where that's going? No, don't think it is. Oh, okay. So who is he then? And then you get the, you know, the Brendan falling off the cliff, coming back to life. And I'm like, what is he Jack? You know, no, I don't think he is. Um, then you get the carriage clock and all that. With It looks like the guy's being put in the chameleon. So there's another thing. So there was lots going on. And um, it just kept me guessing all the way through. I, and I like that because I really have, I'm really invested in all these strands. Like I'm really just, dying to see like you said the payoff like where are these going i like the fact it's not predictable um so again as i said hats off to chibnall for doing that because sometimes it's easy to sit there and think no oh, okay right so he's going to go up to this assignment then right yeah got yeah uh, but i don't think that's the case i really don't know where that strand is going um mm. assuming it's going to tie into the the um, Timeless Child somehow? I don't know. I really don't know where it's going at all. And the, the danger with that is that it can leave you feeling unsatisfied or you're just not invested in it. But actually, it, it, totally the opposite. So, um, you know, the, the writing was good, I think, in the sense it really sort of drew you in. Um, and it, it again, it's just making the anticipation for this week's episode so much higher um, so I don't know. I really don't know where any of that's going, to be honest. What do you think? Do you have any theories on it?
0: Yeah, it's a tricky one to pin down. Um, well, no, that's not true. It It's obviously linked. First of all, I thought it was Ashad, the Cyberman. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah. That's what I initially thought. I thought this young lad, this is like the backstory for Ashad. That's what I initially thought. And when the episode finished, I thought, well, it could be that still. It could. It could but it's more likely now linked to the timeless child thing mm. purely because of the timey-wimey aspect of it because I followed that thread because I think we got four four scenes with those guys I think overall throughout the story and um the first three were or, or maybe we got five I can't remember the, the first bunch of them it, it was uh, it, it was a nice build-up in itself it's almost like a mini story that it, yeah. it kind of builds up, which was great. So the first couple I got, you know, the abandoned kid, something's obviously going to transpire that this is like I thought Ashad or it's going to be. Because the reason I thought that initially is because in the haunting of Villa uh, Diadati, there's that bit where Ashad picks up the baby from the crib but doesn't kill it, doesn't harm it. Mm. So I thought, you know, is, this, is, he, is he remembering that he was abandoned as a baby? Yes, and is you know has he um, you know was that a trigger to like tap into the human side of his brain that hasn't been converted yet, so or, or yeah but hasn't been converted, so I thought you know is there an emotional thread here that's going to run through with Ashad, but then that that curveball throws in where he falls off the cliff after he's been shot but nothing happens to him, so then you're like oh, right what's going on here then and then it it's fairly straightforward after that but then that very last bit where he retires and he's an old man and he walks out and then you see his adopted is a you know his his father you know adoption father and the original policeman i think that gave him the job at the beginning mm. but they haven't aged at all they're like young men as they were back then but he's aged so yeah i know it's mm. so that bit that that then threw me because i thought well that doesn't then tie into being Ashad because when you see Ashad's half of his face under the cyber helmet, he's not an old man. So, or, or maybe they, there's like a reset going on. I'm
1: not sure. Um, yeah, because they, when they put put the electrodes on his head, they said, that, you know, you're not going to remember any of this. And mm. I'm thinking, okay, so what's this? Is that a chameleon arc? Oh, that's what I assumed. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know. The thing is, we don't know how Ashad ended up being this... Bit part Cyberman either yet? Do we? He's sort of he's got a bit of Mondasian arm. He's got still got a bit of human left in him. He's he's a bit of everything really. And I'm thinking, so how has he ended up being like that? Uh, uh, You know, at what point has he become like that? And why is he still a bit human? And you know,
0: there was a bit in the story though where he does reference, and that's this is the other thing that through the other curveball, was that there's a, a scene where he references that he wasn't accepted into something mm. earlier on in his life. So I thought, well, is that is that a, a memory going back to something with that, that whole Irish thing? But then, uh, no, that then made me think, well, no, that's something to do with the Cybermen. So maybe he's kind of maybe we'll find out that he's forced this conversion on himself. Maybe he's sort of done a hack job on himself Mm. to try and be accepted into the Cybermen or the Cyber Race, whatever you want to call it. Um, So that's one potential thing, potential thread about how he ended up like that. But then it doesn't explain how he's now the cyber leader.
1: That's what I was thinking, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) how has he now become like, yeah.
0: Yeah. So there's one thing that's cool though is that In some reviews that we've done over the years, we've always looked at it as a negative when you finish watching an episode and you've gone, I didn't get that. You know, Mm -hmm. there's like more questions than answers and I don't understand what's happened and that's not great storytelling. But it's cool that in this one, the questions that have been unanswered are really cool because they get you thinking and talking about it.
1: Yeah, it, it felt like it, that's what I mean, the writing, it did feel like it had enough going on in between the questions to sort of keep you... Invested in it. It's just so much that I don't understand yet. I mean, the other thing with Ashad that I didn't get was when he releases the cyber army. There's a bit where he's sort of torturing a Cyberman. I didn't understand what was going on there. It was like, it was as if he sort of took um. I don't know. There was like sparks flying off of him. And I was like, I don't know what he was doing to him. But you know the scene I mean, don't you?
0: Yes, he's like drilling into their chest plates. Yeah. And, so yeah. what was
1: he doing? Um. Because at one point like, I thought, oh, has Ashad turned, has he been good all along and it was all a trick? I don't know. I just was like, why? Well, why is he doing that to that Cyberman? But then clearly not because the next scene he's just got his army together and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's kicking, you know what. But yeah, so what was that about? Why was he torturing that Cyberman? I'm not sure, mate, because again,
0: initially when I saw that scene I thought, He's, he's waking them up somehow. They're in some kind of deep stasis and they can't be woken up. So he's sort of drilling into something to like get access to one of their electrical components and he can wake them up that way, like hot wire in a car or something.
1: I remember, yes, i just, you know, I've only just remembered this. I turned to my other half and I said, what was that about? And uh, my partner said, oh, hasn't he done that? To the, the cry is to wake them all up. Which I didn't get at all. I never would have thought that, but now I think about it, mm-hmm. that kind of ties in with what you're saying. Was I that to so. wake the yeah. army, possibly? Yeah, I think I so. Mean, it's an odd thing, but mm-hmm. it does make sense, I suppose. Yeah,
0: and the other thing that 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 sort of um, that adds to that as well is the amount of Cybermen that are on that cyber carrier. So the whole point of that whole ship that they're on is mm-hmm. is to provide kind of Infantry backup for the cyber war, so it's got like thousands and thousands of, of of cyber warriors on there. Yeah. So there's absolutely no way in the time frame between him drilling into the first Cyberman and the next scene where there's like hundreds of them walk like coming out of the thing that he could have gone round and drilled into all of them and woke them no, all up exactly. individually. So yeah. it probably was that first one drilled into him, make the cry, that then sends everything into like alert mode. Bosh, they're all awake.
1: Mm, yeah, it does that theory does fit, doesn't it? But yeah, I wouldn't have got that if my you know, if my other half hadn't said I, I didn't get that at all, but it does make sense, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think okay. the moral of the story is generally speaking our other halves are a lot cleverer. <laughs> yeah.
1: Can't argue with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: so um yeah, this whole sort of um additional story that they've inserted in. Initially I thought it was Ashad, but I don't think it is anymore. I think it it's definitely linked to this timeless child thing, which is the biggest question above everything, I think, because, sorry, go on, mate. No, no, go on, that's fine. I was going to say because it was only that one line that the master said early on in the series, and that was all, all we had to go on. So the, the master said something like, everything that you know, or I think you believe a lie. is a lie. So, and then we got that tiny little flashback with the Doctor... Uh, when she goes into her into a nightmare or a dream or something, she sees that little girl. Do you remember? I think was it in the yeah. the other story,
1: Jadoon one was it? Jadoon,
0: yes. Uh, no, the um the one where they're on the ship with the bald guy.
1: Oh his, yeah, sorry. yes, sorry, yes it was. Yeah, you got the flashback. Yeah. That's right. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we, that little nugget as well. So and then at the end, when she sees Gallifrey, but she doesn't see it as the Gallifrey that she saved, as uh, Matt Smith, doctor. She si- was it. Matt Smith or Capaldi? Uh, Capaldi. What? Capaldi. Sorry. Uh, she sees it as what the master is seeing it as. It looks like just this war torn, you mm. know, Gallifrey burning sort of thing. So I think that's the bigger question. That's the bigger one. Is like what is this timeless child thing, and how does it link? Because the interesting thing for next week is how are they going to link these two things together. So how are they going to link all of the Cybermen stuff and Ashad and all that jazz? How are they going to link that to what the Doctor's going to experience from the looks of things with the Master and this Timeless Child thing? How are they going to intersect? Because they can't, they can't just end it on two separate threads, I don't think. No. So that's going to be I an mean, interesting one.
1: I, I keep thinking about the bit when Brandon comes back to life on the beach as well. And the way he did it is exactly like Jack. When he... Every time Jack dies, he comes back like that. Then he goes, (gasps) just starts breathing again. And obviously we've had Jack appear in the Jadoon episode. But the thing is, because people are saying maybe Brenda's a time lord, but the thing is Jack only keeps coming back alive because of what happened to him because of Rose saving him, isn't it? That's That's what I've always assumed. The reason that Jack can't die is because of Rose bringing him back to life in... What's that episode called? Parting the, of the brilliant ways. Eccleston two-parter. Parting of the um, Ways. Parting of the Ways. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that why? I th- I thought so. I've always yep. assumed that. So, so, so that makes you think that Brendan somehow is Jack or, because, you know, that's unique to Jack, isn't it? Because of that. Yeah.
0: But then again, we got some of Jack's backstory in I in know. Torture, didn't we? Remember that scene where they there's that cinema or club that's, when they go into it, it's back in time. Yeah. And we find out that Jack took that other Captain Jack's name. So that that's doesn't funny. make sense because that's not in Ireland or anything like that. And it's not that far back either. I think the Island stuff is actually last century. I think now, if I remember correctly, whereas mm. Jack's history when he was younger is later in time than that. If you stick to the timeline of like connected universe between Torchwood and Doctor Who.
1: Yeah. I I, it doesn't uh, make sense for him to be Jack. So that's probably wrong. Yeah. I don't know. But, I, you know, this is the thing I love. This is the thing I love. There's so many theories <laughs> you could just. And I I, I like that because um, I think, like you said, that's something that's been missing a bit recently. It's just, you know, the fact that fandom, I know fandom is quite divided at the minute, but the f- ones who are enjoying the series at the minute are really loving trying to work out this puzzle that that chris chibnall has managed to put together uh, which is like you said why i really hope the payoff is good because uh, he's definitely got some good stuff going on in here definitely. for sure
0: yeah yeah and yeah. It, it reminds me of some of the old rtd stuff as well do you remember mm. do you remember the whole four knocks thing yep and everyone was like what what does that mean what how is yeah. that going to transpire and stuff and it was that big twist wasn't it that it was wilf the four That's knocks right. on the on the it glass. It glass. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, don't. Oh,
1: don't.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Right. Don't think
1: about it. Don't, right. We can't get Gary started on that. It gets all emotional. Yeah,
0: moving on swiftly. So, yeah. what do you reckon to the setup to this individual story, though, with the whole, the last humans have kind of been on the run from the Cybermen since the start of this whole cyber war thing, and now there's only a few... Of them left that have banded together and they're trying to repair the ship, and then the yeah. fam turns up, and then you've got right. So the flying cyberheads, the cyber drones, not a fan.
1: I, I wasn't a fan. I'll be honest. I didn't <laughs> just didn't think they looked particularly good. No, not gonna lie. I didn't hate them, but I didn't think <laughs> they looked that good.
0: <laughs> do you know what it was for me, mate? If they had have changed the design a little bit, then they yeah. could have worked. But it looked like my. It looked like one of my sons, right? had gone onto photoshop and very roughly cut out the head of a Cyberman, <laughs> and then just put that on another photo or something because there wasn't any um there, there wasn't any like wires hanging out at the bottom of the heads or anything there wasn't anything there's no like little tiny design difference it's just literally no. just a cyber head plucked off <laughs> something or like In the fact- production line
1: it looks like. Sorry, listeners, because this is a visual thing, but it looks like I've got this. I've got one here on the desk as I record. It says it used to have sweets in it. I'm just going to show Gary if I remember. I'll try and put, remember to put a picture on Facebook so you can see what I'm talking about. It looks exactly like that.
0: It does. Just a
1: floating. This is head. a big Cyberman yeah. head that used to have jelly sweets in it that you could buy back in whatever year this was. God, it's got it's got a best before of twenty. 2008 on there so yeah that's it just looks like that doesn't it floating through yeah i know what you mean it almost would have been better if they'd used cyber mats or something or do, like you said just tweak the design because it just looked a little bit silly really i don't it didn't look threatening and not the, and the oh. shooting as well i mean god it just that is the thing that happens a lot with anything that shoots at the fan they're just the worst shots ever aren't they just you just it almost takes away the threat because it's a bit laughable um Uh, so yeah i wasn't a fan of those the the only good thing is it's given um twitter plenty of scope for memes i mean they've done loads i saw one of a load of (laughs) of Nymon heads yesterday coming over here which i thought was brilliant (laughs) so you know it's uh it's good for that type of thing, I suppose <laughs> yeah, have you seen that? No,
0: I haven't no it sounds uh, funny yeah, it's though.
1: exactly the same. It's just a load of nine on of something um but yeah, what do I don't know what did you think when you saw that that were you just a bit like, uh,
0: yeah, to be honest not with sure you about that, like you said at the beginning, I don't have many negatives really for it, mm. but that's one of them. It's just uh it's strange because
1: it's a strange choice, isn't it, yeah, because uh.
0: It, I, you're, I'm also struggling to figure out how they move so quickly and all the firepower and stuff, just a floating head. I mean, normally in terms of like, um, normally in terms of like, what I'm trying to say here, uh, the world of sci-fi in general. And, and when you have things like this happen, you normally try and explain it with some kind of pseudoscience or some kind of thing. Like you'd have like extra little laser cannons or something, coming mm. off the side of the Sidemen's head, or we have like a little jet engine-y mini thing on the back. That would explain how they move so quickly and stuff. But it literally looks like they're just floating. Like, it, it just looks surreal. It doesn't uh, It doesn't suit how the rest of the episode is explained and how it's real. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to go down the whole road of like, yeah, but Superman's unrealistic because it's about a man who flies. I'm not trying mm. to go down that road, but... It, they do look a bit weird with it.
1: Yeah, that, I do know what you mean. Yes. Actually, before we move off cyberheads, though, I'll come back with a real positive. How nice was the CGI Cyberhead at the very start of the episode, and we went through the eye into the opening credits? Now, I did like that. Uh...
0: Oh, sorry, the way that they, yes, and it leads into the close. Yes, that was awesome. You had me worried
1: yeah. then. I thought I'd imagined it. I was thinking, he doesn't know what I'm on about. Then, yeah, sir. yeah, you know, it's the very start, wasn't it? This cyberhead flowing through space. And then we yep. went through its eye and into the credits. I thought that was a beautiful opening to the episode. I kind of like it when we get a pre-title sequence, you know. Somehow the theme seems to kick in more. It feels quite cold when we go straight into the theme. I don't know why. It just really suits the theme when it kicks in from a pre-title sequence, especially that one.
0: Yes. Yeah, no, it was good. And also in the closing credits, it was the first time since The Woman Who Fell to Earth that we've heard the full Segan Akinola theme with like the whole middle eight bit as well. And yeah. That was very cool.
1: Yeah, that was nice to hear, wasn't it? It's weird because I didn't really sort of notice that too much. But yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, that's it's nice cool. to get the full theme. Yeah. Uh, uh, we also got a nice little mention that the Cybermen are allergic to gold. I like that little line of, oh, I heard that once. I thought that was quite, uh, quite yeah. good to get that in there. That was cool, actually. Old school yeah. reference,
0: yeah. There were two things in this episode, dude, that I had to rewind and play again, because I, I couldn't oh, make yeah. it out. The first one was, I got really excited when she got a, the the bag of sweets out. And I initially, I thought... I thought it was Jelly Babies. I thought it was Jelly Babies, but it was Humbugs, wasn't it? Yeah. For some bizarre reason. Do you know what? Because my mind fill, filled in the gap because there was a doctor with getting out a bag of sweets in the traditional white scrunchy paper bag. Mm. My mind immediately jumped to Jelly Babies. I don't know yeah, why I, I did I'm that. My mind mine minded too.
1: <laughs> a natural reaction.
0: The other thing was, and this is a, another one of those little weird unanswered questiony things that did the rounds on Twitter a lot afterwards, was there was a scene where Graham is going off to explore the cyber carrier with... um her name was Ravio, Ravio, the, the, yeah. the older woman survivor. And they're about to go through one of the doors and yes. she asks him something and he starts his sentence with, that's because I'm the doc, and then stops and then yeah. corrects himself. What do you think to that then? Because that's but, a bit of a mind melter.
1: That is, isn't it? it? I I know. And the first time I watched it, I thought... They, did they just leave a fluff in? I thought um, Bradley Wolford just fluff, fluffed his line. Hmm. I did. I thought, oh, did they just leave that in? Did they not have time to refilm that? Or what? It was only on the second watch um, that I was like, it sounds like he's saying I'm the doc, and then he stops. Hmm. So it's like, oh, so it's intentional. So I don't know what's that about. Is that another? Is that just a little throwaway, jokey thing, or is that a, is that a real big thing that another part of this? Reveal. I don't know. I my gut feeling is it's nothing, but mm, that's what it's I thought, definitely yeah. there. It's absolutely there, and that's
0: the other second bit that I had to rewind because I thought, hold hold on, did he just? And I thought, hold on, are we having a Hartnell moment here? Is this like a bit it's of a, exactly
1: what I thought, yeah.
0: <laughs> a bit of a fluff line, but they just left it in for whatever reason. It could be I don't know. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, no, that can't. We can't have anything with like Graham can't be. Anything, a lot of people have said Graham is the Doctor now. Like Graham's either the Doctor or he's a Time Lord. Um, And Yaz is something as well. There's like loads of theories knocking around. But to be honest with you, I think there's so much going on already that to take the focus away from, it's ultimately going to be the Doctor and a Master finale by the look of it. I think to detract from that and have something as huge and epic. But then my mind does that thing where it's like, no, 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 you're not getting off that easy. Cause then mm. they threw in the huge bloody Dr. Ruth thing and all that. Yeah. So that's a big epic bloody change if that comes of anything. Uh, so yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I think it's going to be nothing. I, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be a little like, I think it was an intentional fluff by the character. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as in, like, it was written in to be a fluff mm. by Graham. I'm not sure if it will come to anything, but I don't know, man. It's it's This episode was just full of, like, those little tiny mind-busters, and you were like, hold on a minute. My, uh, after the episode, right, my brain was just like, I'm telling you now, body, you need to go and have a lie down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not the other way around. It's like, you need to go and lie down immediately. So... Yeah,
1: it's, it was definitely it's a blink and you miss it moment as well. If if anyone's listening, thinking, "What are they all about?" It's a it's just that Graham basically almost says, "I'm the doctor," and then he but he stops, doesn't he? He's like, "I'm the doctor," and then he carries on, and it was like, "What?" Mm-hmm. So I don't know. My gut feeling, same as you, is it's probably nothing. Maybe a little inside joke um, because he's been mistaken for the doctor a couple of times this mm-hmm. series. But um, if it does turn out to be something, that will be quite a. Uh, reveal i think
0: <laughs> yeah no, i read you yeah yeah and before we get on to some characters what did you think to the character of um ko Sharmus? because initially they thought that was a place a pla- yeah i liked planet. that idea yeah,
1: yeah. she's uh, like oh you're a person yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: so what did you think to this whole thing then because this is another big bloody new thing that they've that they've thrown in that we've never seen or heard of before this whole thing yeah. the, the the boundary because it was sold to them as like an escape route, really. It was like, get to Kosh Amis, and there's this thing called the Boundary. You jump through it. It will transport you to a safe place in the universe that the Cybermen can't follow, which sounded pretty reasonable and a pretty good deal, by the sound of it. Um, yeah,
1: but, I, I love all that, because it's yeah. um, one of the things I've criticised Chris Children for in the past, even before he took over as showrunner, was that he seemed um, very light on new ideas. He seemed to recycle a lot of stuff, didn't he? And, mm-hmm. you know, like the Silurian story that he did. I thought, well, that's just a remake of the Silurian he, he does seem to borrow a lot. Um and I've you know I've said in the past, you know, he doesn't come up with very many good ideas that are fresh and new. So um yeah, I think, you know, let's give credit where it's due. I think he's come up with some really good stuff in this and that's one of them. I love the idea of getting to like this safe haven place of a portal and all that. It may be from something else, but if it is, I don't know. But yeah, I just thought that was a cool little bit of storytelling, and I, it, again, it was another element to the story that I liked. So, yeah, I like just like the idea of the portal being that safe haven, and then but then you've got Gallifrey, in there and then it's like what the hell. Um, so yeah, another thing to try and figure out before next week. Yeah, yeah, because
0: it's interesting that because I reckon that character Cocharmus knows more than what he's saying. I think anyway. Possibly, I, mm. I think so because. Essentially, he's saying that, you know, I could have escaped with the rest of the humans, mm. but I've decided to stay back. And it's been like God knows how many years since I've seen anybody. There must have been a reason. I'm I, I'm sure he explains it. I think he said mm. like, I think a doctor or somebody says, you know, that's, that was a, a noble move or something. And he's like a, the move of an idiot or something more like. Um, yeah. yeah, I just think because this whole boundary thing, initially, it wasn't going to be anything too heavy. But because now we see Gallifrey, and it's not just the doctor the that can pops see out it, exactly. From there. Yeah. yeah. And it's um Ryan and uh sharmas can also see Gallifrey. Mm. And he's quite surprised. He's like, This has never happened. I've never seen this before. So this whole boundary portal thing is reacting somehow to the doctor. Now I don't know if that's the master doing that from the other end, like the other end of the, the portal, or if it's reacting to the doctor because She's there at that moment. I really don't know, but it was, it was a freaking questions. awesome scene, though, dude. The way that yeah, it, was it was done, good. as well, the CG,
1: the the visual effects. It looks really good. It did look good. Yeah. um I, I have a question for you, but you might be able to answer this one um because I have a feeling it was just me. I, I didn't switch off at all. I was totally engaged, but it, I may have just missed this in the story. But where is TARDIS? Where and why the couldn't tar. they? Because there's a line where she says, oh, we, we haven't got time to get to back to the TARDIS. So I'm like, well, where is it? Where's she parked the blimmin' thing? It's so far away that they can't get to it.
0: Oh, yeah. I think, that's, um, I think all that was, they, they parked up knowing roughly where the, the human settlement was. Mm. So they're on foot for quite a bit, carrying okay. all that stuff. So by the time they've set it all up and then the cyber ships arrive and everything, I think she what she's saying is they don't have enough time because they'll basically be running unarmed back towards the TARDIS. They'll be intercepted before they get there. I think that's what she was trying to say. Because
1: we didn't see it at all, did we? No. no. This TARDIS? No. I just wondered, yeah, it seems, I, I I think for sort of um, the storytelling side of things, that's why it's been sidelined, if you like. Because I kept thinking, well, where's the blooming TARDIS? Mm. Um, but yeah, I suppose that'd make everything a bit too easy if she had that to go back and forth. In. So that's probably a good thing that she's kind of been stranded without the TARDIS, I guess. Yeah, it's mm. cool. Yeah, so that's a, a cool,
0: cool element because we did we did toward, at the beginning. We still had a little bit of the old Sonic going on.
1: Yes, I must admit, when this episode started and she got the Sonic out within the first go, I was like, "Oh, for goodness' sake!" That was the <laughs> only. Yeah, um, I, I I must admit, I am really getting fed up with that sonic mm-hmm. I, I really am now and i can't even lie and pretend oh well, no it's fine <laughs> you know every doctor does it it's getting annoying just blow the blimmin' thing up or get rid of it yeah. it gets way it is getting way overused i'm not yeah. not even going to pretend it isn't it is um just going yeah. quickly back to the tardis bin thing because that reminds me of someone else actually that i did think i can overlook it because it's just a bit of fun but it was a bit ridiculous was the So you got the really cool bit, the Graham and all that are on that spaceship and they're flying it. And I liked all that. But then they had to somehow get it in to this landing thing. He's like, (laughs) oh, if we just managed to do this. And uh, and even my other half was like, well, that was a bit like convenient, wasn't it? That they managed to just get it through the gap. And somehow in the next scene, it's perfectly landed. Um, That was a bit stupid.
0: Uh, Yes, I've got two theories on that yeah the first one Hit is me with them the first one is yep it was an absolute ridiculous fluke <laughs> um the second one is i kind of like to think that the cybermen were brainy enough to include some kind of tractor beam or something on there because uh you remember when if you <laughs> cast your mind back to a uh, new hope star wars there's a bit where
1: my favorite Yep, yep
0: there's a bit where uh Luke, Obi-Wan, Han and Chewie are in the Falcon and they've arrived at Alderaan, but Alderaan's been destroyed. Mm -hmm. And then they find the Death Star there. When they try and turn around and fly off, the Death Star sort of brings them in on a tractor beam and it brings the Millennium Falcon in perfectly into the landing bay. Mm. Turns it around and lands it and everything's cool. I like to think that the Cybermen (laughs) watched Star Wars and implemented (laughs) Uh something along the same lines because the sort of the ship, you can see the ship, it's sort of, uh, erratically gets fired off towards the ship and then as it gets closer it gets more and more on target and lands inside the, the, the landing yeah. base. So I like to think it's something like that but it's probably the former.
1: Yeah, no, I love that theory. <laughs> Let, I, let's go with that. Yeah, just... The thought of Sidemen sat in the cinema watching Star Wars is brilliant. Um, yeah, no, think, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Delete. Yeah. Yeah. Luke, George Lucas inside one of the cyber suits goes, delete that scene. It must be erased and never seen in its original form again. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: dude, right. Um, <laughs> hmm. Right, let's rattle through some characters. Uh, hmm. Very quickly, though, did you see the similarities between older stuff on the cyber carrier thing and earth shock.
1: Yes. Yes, I did. I, I my first, thir- first thoughts were tomb actually When I saw the big door and all that, I thought, Oh, they're going for a tomb of the Cybermen vibe. Um, but I guess it was a little bit more, Earth shocky. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was good. I did like all that stuff. Um, did, did have that sort of feel to it. I think, uh, intentionally. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. do you want to talk about the new Cybermen design? Oh, or Do you want yeah. to save it for later?
0: Um, uh, we'll do that when we come on to the Cybermen in a second.
1: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because uh, yeah, I need to get your thoughts on that.
0: Actually, let's do them first because, in terms of like other cast members and stuff, they're obviously a big part of it. Mm. Um, and there's quite a few different people, surprisingly, there that, is, that yeah. played various different Cybermen. And uh, I read somewhere also that the two Cybermen that were uh, accompanying Ashad all the time. Uh, they've been labeled in something. It might have been the Radio Times or something. Uh, no, on BBC iPlayer, sorry. The two Cybermen that were with Ashad all the time have been labeled as Cyber Guards.
1: Oh, right. So okay. I,
0: I could be wrong, but I've not heard of them having that role before no so that's kind that's kind of cool anyway there was about uh one two three four five six seven eight nine there was 10 11 different people playing cybermen in this one and it's unusual because you normally only get sort of three or four and you just repeat them or you know you make it look like there's a lot more you know with visual effects and so on so they were cool but yes the design so we saw the the two cyberguards they look like the Cybermen that we've seen over the last few years, don't they? That
1: kind yeah, of, the, the RTD type.
0: Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. But the Cyber Warriors, all the dudes that were on the Cyber Carrier, they've kind of got a classic, like an amalgamation of like some of the newer bits, but also the classic look, especially in the helmet and the face. Mm. Now, I don't know about you, mate, but they look. I love that design.
1: Yeah, for me, for me, it's a winner. Um, because I've not liked the new designs at all since the show come back, to be honest. I didn't like the RTD design. Um, I didn't like the ones that we got in Nightmare and Silver. Um, I think they were, oh, so, I don't know if they were an improvement or not, but I haven't liked either of those designs, to be honest. I've just—they just They just don't quite look right to me. This new one, um, although there are still bits I don't like about it, there's a lot that I do like about it. I think the new head design is so much better because it's wider. It's got the big sort of would you call them the bits at the side, you know, the chunky rivet lines, whatever they are. Yeah. This to me looks much more like a Cyberman uh, that I would like to see in the series. So yeah, I'm, I really am taken with the new design. I'm just, it's got the sort of body of the nightmare and silver th- style with bit. that big torch yeah. at the front, which I'm not a massive fan of that. If I'm honest, it, that to me, I think, yeah, I would have got rid of that silly torch, but, but no overall really do like it. I think this is, this is much more, much more like what I want to see a Cyberman look like in Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. It's good like you yeah. said, it's definitely got that more classic vibe to it than than the other two designs ever had.
0: So uh, yeah, it's uh, a yes, winner. Yeah. Winner winner on this mm. one. Yeah. As yeah. soon as I saw it, I, I thought of you actually, when as soon as I saw mm. that design, I was like, yeah, this is Adam's cup of tea. This oh definitely. Really the, cool.
1: the the BBC released a fantastic promo pick um of it uh literally yesterday or the day before, so after the episode. And you, you'll know the one I mean. It's kind of the side, cy- the new Cyberman design, kind of reaching out at an angle.
0: Yes, I've seen it. Yeah. And seen it it, it
1: yeah. just looks brilliant. Mm-hmm. It really does look good. So yeah, I'm hoping we get to see quite a bit more of these. Um I do really like this this particular design. Yeah. It feels modern but it feels classic at the same time. Yes, um, it does. Just going back to what you said about the cyber what was it? Cyber Guards? Yep. Those two. Yeah, yeah. Yep. See I I don't think we've had cyber guards before I'm pretty sure in Earthshock we had like a cyber lieutenant or something didn't we Do you remember there was the two that were around the scanner you had the That's cyber right. leader and I, th- I think the other one was a cyber lieutenant or something So we do get vari- variations on the cyber. There, There's a high rank cyber isn't there? guards yeah there is some cyber way. Guards before mm. Yeah but yeah really do love that new design
0: Yeah and uh, Nick Briggs Killing it as always, the voice. Doing you know? the voice, yeah. Yeah, very cool. Of course. Uh, what do you think to the guys like the Last Human Settlement? A few of them got picked off quite early. Um, mm. And then a couple of them ended up going to uh, the cyber carrier with Graham and Yaz. Those three um, survivors. So we had uh, Ravio, or Ravio uh, which is the woman, mm-hmm. who looks like she's got a bit of a thing for Graeme. Yes, she's like, "I yeah, like a little weird flirt in there, yeah, yeah. A little bit a little flirting.
1: Graham was like, "Oh my luck." <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and then there was the two other guys. There was the young lad. can't remember his character name as expected. And then the young girl can't remember her character name either. So
1: the, the young lad, I at one point thought he might turn out to be a traitor or something because there was a bit where doctor was like, "You seem to know a lot about flying. I was like, ah, yeah. another twist." Yeah. but then he it wasn't that was it it was just because he' been trained up or I don't know there was another reason but he was quite a good little actor actually I thought out of the two he he sort of stuck out a bit more mm-hmm. he was given a bit more to do a bit more backstory so yes but, um, they, yeah. they were pretty decent as side characters I thought I, I'm guessing we're going to get to see a bit more of them mm-hmm. um yeah there's definitely potential for for some good characterization indeed yeah. yes
0: and then we had mm-hmm. the guy that seemed to be the kind of leader of the humans, he didn't. He didn't want to be recognised as such. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. And then he had the other young lad as well, Um and that was a really cool scene with him and Ashad, where Ashad didn't, you know, didn't kill him. It was basically quite threatening, saying, "I'll let you live if you sort of go off and spread the word, like how evil I am and how terrible I am and all that mm-hmm. stuff." That was cool. Oh, I think that's um, the
1: one I mean. I might be getting confused. That's now. him. Yeah, he's the one. That, yeah, it's him. Yeah, he yeah, ends up with the, the
0: Doctor. That's right. uh, and because the, they hijack one of the cyber ships, and he knows how to pilot it and stuff and all that That's and,
1: it yeah does the other one get shot does the the one is to... yes yeah yeah, yeah. shot
0: uh, and it's the we're other up. it's mm-hmm. the other guy that ends up with Graham and Yaz, so there's the woman and then the two younger people I can't remember the character' names, but they no. weren't too <laughs> bad to be honest with you, I can't remember their names, but in terms of performances they weren't too bad
1: no, they were they were decent side characters, yeah
0: mm. Uh, and then Co Co Sharmus was played by Ian Mc Mc Mc. Uh, I can never pronounce his surname. Ian Mc Mc Oh, as
1: right. um, Co Sharma.
0: Yeah, I've seen him in
1: loads of things before. Um, he is one of those actors. I mean, yeah, I, I recognise him, but I couldn't tell you anything he's been in. But he he does look <laughs> recognisable. Yeah. I suspect he's done loads, has he? Yeah, he yeah, well. He's
0: done loads and loads of things. Loads, yeah.
1: Has he been in the bill though? Because if he hasn't been in the bill, <laughs> then uh, <laughs> I'm not interested. He um, must have. Oh, he's been in Taggart.
0: Oh yeah, he's been in Taggart. So yeah. that's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. The woman that played um, that played Ravio, Julie Graham. She was in the Sarah Jane Adventures, apparently.
1: I, she's another one that I, as soon as I saw her, I thought, oh, I've seen mm. her in something. Yeah, yeah. So that doesn't surprise me. You're,
0: yeah. You're. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about the fam then? What about our companions and the Doctor then? Because uh, I thought they all had. Again, apart from Ryan, a little bit. Yeah, still a little God. bit. Yeah, the focus is definitely not on Ryan this series. Um, but I there think was Graham one scene was... I had
1: to laugh. He looks so <laughs> bored. He literally. I thought. I thought does uh, does Tosin know the cameras on him at this point? Seriously, he was. It was the scene in the spaceship with the doctors talking to that young lad, and he's kind of leaning on a post. And I mean, he mm-hmm. literally may as well. Of just yeah. walked he looks so bored and i don't blame him he got absolutely nothing to do um this episode did he really no,
0: bless him yeah so yeah the focus is definitely not because on series 11 it was all about ryan and graham wasn't it and yaz got yeah. sidelined quite a bit so now yeah. the roles have changed a bit and well, So we more...
1: talked so boring now i'm getting a bit fed up of Ryan. i'll be honest <laughs> with you i am getting a little bit fed up of Ryan.
0: oh dear sorry fairly (laughs) consistent though throughout the series again fairly in terms I mean it's more the writing anything the the more they get to do the more they shine obviously which is an obvious thing but uh, I thought Graham and Ryan uh, Graham and yeah sorry they had a fairly decent decent episode
1: Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely no complaints with those two. I, I'm really warm towards Yaz. I think Yaz is great. But and and uh, Bradley, uh, lots of nice little scenes and little quippy moments with him. And mm-hmm. um, I don't think I can fault anything that he's done in this last two series. To be honest with you, he's, yeah. he's what I would call a very consistent performance. Uh, Bradley Walsh. He just he just seems to know the character so well. Um, he's sort of effortless in his performance I think every week mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah Yasmin um, manned it. Yeah, I, I do it again I've just really warmed to her character so she got got to get stuck in a bit more this week it's just poor old Ryan isn't it he just, yeah. just wandering around like a lost lamb I mean, You it's, it's almost waiting to be put out of his misery isn't it
0: yeah I think <laughs> that's um do you know what, mate? I think that's just the writing for, for Doctor Who in general. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have a busy TARDIS crew like you do here, it's so difficult to give them all good meaty stuff to do every single he's, episode. He's become the tin dog. The tin dog, mate, yeah. Hasn't he? Yeah, he's got, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, he's not complaining about it, though. He's not a Mickey, is he? He's not like, no. I've become the tin dog. the tin dog. The tin dog. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah. And what about Jodie then? So Sonic screwdriver usage aside... Yeah. Do you think that she continues her strong performance that we've seen in Series 12 so far? Is she
1: stronger I thought she was good in this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. I I thought her performance was very good. I like it more when she's on her own, uh, I think. Something about her performance is better when she's not having to be with the fam. I don't know. I just prefer it when the Doctor's sort of... I think actually what I like is when the Doctor feels like she's in peril. I think uh, Jodie ups her game a bit when she's sort of up against it on her own. Mm-hmm. The only thing I wish they would stop doing, this is the writing, nothing to do with Jodie, but it really annoys me when she comes up against a threat and she just starts babbling on quips and jokes and trying mm-hmm. to be all smart and funny. For me, that just doesn't work when they do it all the time i think if, if it was now and again like if she you know if she sort of gave a one-liner like the fourth doctor might she might throw out a sort of sarcastic line to the baddie but then it turns serious i think that would work but jodie's doctor just seems you know she comes face to face with the iron Dalek and she just starts saying all this silly stuff she comes face to face with the really threatening and quite scary uh ash ashad cyberman mm-hmm. you know fair enough have a bit of humor in the script but they almost make her a bit too silly. I just feel it lets her doctor down a bit because they just seem to do it all the time. Um, I hope <laughs> I'm explaining that well enough. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, she always just sort of goes, oh, yeah. are you ready then? And, oh, and it's always just too comedic. And I'm all for a bit of that, but just not constantly. When, when you finally get the sort of, f- the, what's the word, front off? When you finally get the doctor and the main villain together,
2: Face I want to see yeah. some
1: serious, you know, mm-hmm. battle going on. Mm-hmm. There's a time for quips and then there's a time for getting down and dirty. And I feel with Jodie, they always just make her act really stupid every time she comes face to face with the main villain. Um, yeah. It's just, just a bit much of it for me, I think.
0: Yeah. A, a good example of that is if we go to something like The Brain of Morbius, mm. Tom's doctor, for the first 20 minutes. It's just full of jokes, quite comical, even though Sarah Jane's got the right hump. You know, yeah, He's throwing like funny one-liners all over the place. It's quite funny. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to business, he switches and he's, you know, he's on the game.
1: That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not really a slight on Jodie because as I said, I thought she was good, very good in this episode. She's She was. It was. If anything, it's a little bit Jodie-like. So, but because there was so much going on, I kept thinking, "Oh, the doctor's not in this much." But when she was on screen, really, really good. I just, yeah, I just wish they'd toned down what I would call um, the silly, the silly throwaway chatter. You know, I'm all for a bit of banter, but like you said, there's a time for that, and then there's a time to be like, "Uh "Oh, the doctor means business now." She did it really well in last week's. You know, the scene at the end. Oh, yeah, where she yes, was like where she's yeah. like, "You guys, do you want to face the reality or not?" You know, she hit the nail on the performance, Bang on them, because of the writing. She, you know she really toned down the silliness there, and it was fantastic. I'd like to see a bit more of that when she meets a villain. I'd like to see a bit more of the doctor getting down to business. but yeah, but yeah, no, but, yeah, no faults uh, on Jodie with this week. I did really did think she was very strong this week in the scene she was in. I thought she was good. Yeah, indeedy. I agree, mm. mate.
0: Yeah, she's very good. I yeah, really okay. liked her in this series, actually. Really grown to appreciate when she's been written well and she hasn't got all the exposition to do and all the sort of funny little crips all the time. She's uh, actually I, I, very good when she's written well.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, absolutely agree. The expedition has still been way too much this series. We'll come yeah. on to this when we go on Series overview. Um But yeah, she she has been good this series. She's definitely settled in quite nicely to her part,
0: yeah yes yeah um and then before we get on to scores mate um i actually quite liked the theme that we heard when the cybermen and the cyber warriors were on screen Segan so put this really sort of thumping very cool uh, theme for those guys and it's something that i've really wanted over this series is to have like a recognizable theme for something yeah and that music that he worked up for those guys was really cool
1: very cool i have to say um we've giving Seagull a bit of stick this series um, in terms of his score. I really like the music in this episode. I agree with you about that theme. Uh, that was good. And I also liked all the Irish sort of piano-y, violin-y oh, stuff yeah. that we had going on. Um, really suited the scenes. So yeah, yeah, he was definitely more on the money, yeah. I think, uh, with his music in this one.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. Uh, right, scores, unless you've got anything else, dude. No, I don't think I do. No. Um, I'm going to go for... Uh, I'm going to rate this the same as last week actually 7.5 Okay, it's one of those episodes it may that score could go up or down and I think depending on the conclusion to it if you see what I mean mm-hmm. but um, as an overall enjoyment uh, factor score uh,
0: 7.5 okie okay, dokie I am going to give this an 8.5
1: 8.5 okay mm, hi
0: yeah I thought this was a really strong story very enjoyable Loads of very cool questions unanswered, but in a good way, like mm. it keeps you sort of uh, engaged and wanting to come back to it and stuff. So, um, yeah, really, really like this one, dude. And I'm hoping, I'm sure it will be, but I'm hoping that next uh, this Sunday's ep is going to be a, a belter to, uh, to finish up on. So,
1: it's it's what yeah. you wanted. I think this is what you want from a series finale, from a first part in it. It it didn't it didn't let let us down. I don't think it did deliver yeah. as a as a finale part one. It definitely did the business, I think. Yeah, it just needs to <laughs> just needs to conclude well. In, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, we don't want a Moffat-style great part one and shambles of a part two. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Moffat. Sorry, Moff. I do love him. Sorry, not sorry. I, he knows I love him.
0: <laughs> right then, Adam was had to pop out of the TARDIS just for a few minutes, so I'm going to rattle through all of our listener reviews and thoughts this week. Starting with our audio reviews, we had a few in from our usual guys. Thank you so much. Let's kick off. This is Ian Stevens.
3: Hi, Ian from France here. So, the ascension of the Cybernauts. Oh no, wrong show. Bit of a mixed bag this, starting off great, then dipping in the middle for a great final act. Jodie is kicking it this series, finally standing up and becoming the Doctor. Some great lines, delivered with conviction. I don't need your life story. Very strict. Here he is. The bad penny funny, but not childish. Keep it up, please, writers. Give us some edge for God's sake. The lone cyberman really looks and sounds amazing. What a performance from the guy in the suit! Menacing, yet a deep sense of melancholic trauma is evoked. Fabulous, but yet the story really flagged for about 15 minutes in the middle which is a shame and maybe suggests this is being a bit stretched a little to fill the two parts I hope not the cliffhanger well felt a bit cheap really it's like oh we've got 30 seconds left let's do something dramatic but with no build-up to intensify the moment I do need to mention the music which again was fabulous I love this new approach which adds a pulsing rhythm that barely stops truly the music in Modern Who has never been better. I mean, it's no Sea Devils industrial clanking insanity, but it's damn creepy at times. Overall, thoroughly enjoyable stuff, and lends promise for a fitting climax to a really so- solid Series 12. Shining of figures don't affect the quality, though. Rock on 13, I'll give it 7 tortured cyber souls out of 10. Alors, c'est suffi. je parti. À bientôt, mes amis.
0: Thank you very much, Ian, and I'm glad that you picked up on the music as well, because like I said a little while ago, it's, uh, it's good that we're hearing some of that cool stuff coming through. So, awesome stuff, Ian. Thank you very much for your review. Moving on, this is Martin Arnold.
2: A minute to give you my thoughts on the ascension of the Cybermen. Oh, whew, exhilarating. Didn't let up. It was dark, it was intense, desperate stuff, as the Doctor fails to defend the last handful of humans ever. Poor old humanity from a relentless um, Cyberman army. Oh, oh, man. We've never seen him like this before. This is and the fam gets separated. Graham and Yaz are stuck on a space tin can floating towards oblivion and then end up, you know, out of the frying pan into the fire, so to speak. Um, uh, the last humans made it through some portal onto what I guess must be Gallifrey then, because that's that's what manifested there with the Master popping through. But what the deal is with the um, with Duncan was it the Irish um, policeman? Uh, uh, what is going on? I don't even know where to start. I'm guessing that's to do with the Time was, but I can only speculate. Um, hopefully next week won't blow it all. Uh, it, you know that's the Moffat in me speaking, but I think Chris Chibnall's pulled it out of the bag so far i have faith nine out of ten see you later
0: thank you very much martin kind of agree with you on that one buddy uh but yes thank you very much for your audio review as always dude moving on this is sammy from down under
2: g'day gary and adam sammy satine here so the ascension of the cybermen i like the new design also yes was great this week yay chris chibnall I think you haven't learned a valuable lesson Stephen Moffat should have but didn't learn. If you ain't got the time to develop the idea properly or answer all the questions you've raised, don't do it. Also, can we have a finale that doesn't involve the Cybermen, the Master, the Time Lords and Gallifrey or the Daleks? Maybe the Weeping Angels or one of the other classic Who villains like Omega or something, please? Thanks. I'll wait till part two to give it a rating. See ya.
0: You're going to keep us hanging, Sammy. Very cool. Uh, Get your trepidations, though. Yes, indeedy. um, I'm fairly confident that uh, we won't have any of that stuff in the finale. But uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Last review. This is Time Lord 0902.
2: Greetings, Big Blue from the Windy City. This is Time Lord 0902 with my review of Ascension of the Cybermen. I have not been a fan of series 11 or 12, but I must admit this episode had a strong supporting cast, tolerable companions, a mystery in Brendan, and a lone Cyberman who came across as godlike in his, pronounce- in his pronouncements of Ascension. As to the miscast cosplayer, I have not been a fan of Jodie partly because of the writing, but also her acting. I felt that she was playing the Doctor, not being the Doctor. In this episode, I can honestly say she was the Doctor to me. Case in point was her comments about being reckless with her human companions. Colin is shocked that the boundary was Gallifrey and that the Master shows up. But these quibbles aside, I am quite interested to see how the threads tie together next week. This was a very strong episode, 9 out of 10. Cheers, guys.
0: A 9 out of 10. Uh, nice to see your score creeping up a bit, Time Lord. Um, I know over the past few weeks you've not been too uh, taken with Jody in particular in the series. So good that this is hitting home a little bit more now so yeah cool thank you very much guys for your audio reviews very much appreciated as always and i appreciate that uh, we recorded a little bit early this week so thank you for getting those in uh, very very cool over on twitter what did our listeners think over there so at zombie who 97 says very solid episode i love how much it is getting people talking the cybermen were done incredibly well they definitely felt like a true threat I thought the Master returning was a tad predictable, though, and I hope he isn't leading the Cybermen yet again. An 8 out of 10. Uh, Dooley underscore uh says, uh, I uh, had pretty weird feelings towards this one. Overall, really enjoyed it, but some parts of it were questionable. I felt like this episode will either live or die on the conclusion of next week's finale. Got a good point there. Uh, I wish the Master showed up way earlier than the end than the end of the episode because I, f- I have a feeling that next week's is going to have to cram a lot in to keep us satisfied the whole theory about Ruth being a regeneration pre Hartnell completely disrespects William Hartnell's legacy he is the first doctor indeed uh, I loved the Brendan plotline a lot theory that he might be the timeless child could work Yaz and Graham getting separated and having a lot of uh, cool character moments was also lovely to see uh, but Ryan did feel a little useless in this one. Also, why does the doctor keep on parking the TARDIS so badly? Surely she could have put this in an easier place to access than up on that big hill. Felt like a stupid writing choice. Overall, with flaws, I did like it, but we'll definitely rewatch after next week's conclusion. A 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10, not too bad. Uh, Joe Bowers, uh, a thrilling action piece, although it's only setting up next week. Jodie, again, gives an excellent performance. However, the Masters return felt predictable and all of the guest cast were interesting. The sidemen felt threatening and the best they've been since the 80s, a 7 out of 10. Thank you very much. Uh, underscore Yekim underscore Mikey says, It was much more enjoyable And and the first episode this series I have not, I have zoned out, I haven't zoned out of. Let me start that again. Michael, at Yekim underscore Mikey says, it was much more enjoyable, and the first episode of this series I haven't zoned out of. Uh, it had energy and moments of actual peril for a change. The soundtrack sounded spectacular too. Ryan was, as usual, a downside. Eight face drone things out of ten. Yeah, the face drony things weird. At Awesome underscore Jess says, Proper creepy episode with real tension to set up the finale. The cyber heads were a nice touch. Adds to the Cybermen threat. Yaz and Graham together were great. Uh, nice to see them work together. I'll give it nine evil handles out of 10. Oh yeah, handles from uh, from the Matt Smith story, which I can never remember. Uh, but yes, <laughs> eight evil handles, very cool. Uh, what else have we got? Our writer, Jordan Shortman says, a solid episode, but, in all, but in, it'll all really rely on the second part. I think I liked the new Cybermen, thought they were really cool but the Lumic Cybermen do look quite dated now. But I loved all the stuff on the big cyber ship and it reminded me of Earthshock and Yaz actually got stuff to do. Very much so. At Thomas96 mehan very short and sweet, just says confusing. What else have we got? At Mr. David J. Wilson says, so the Cybermen have evolved into the Borg. Only half time, but a big second half needed next week to save the season. Can't beat a football reference. Uh, Yance Williams says, good episode, but I think it will either be amazing or really bad, depending on the second half. But uh, uh, Sacha uh, Dawan as the master is superb. Yes, he is superb. Yes. John Griffith says, the odd clunker this year, in brackets, Benny, but we finally seem to be getting what we need. A proper threatening villain. Viewing figures won't show it, but we've got our who back nine Siberians cheers guys Ah, that is a shame actually yeah the viewing figures they're not terrible but not as much as the older as the old days quote-unquote but yes we have got who back it seems uh Sebling uh, at Sebling G says very decent episode enjoyed it a lot I love the Cybermen, especially the cyber droids and the sidecasts were solid as well nine out of ten Caitlin Dalek 100 says a really good story not amazing I think but just great I quite liked it, at least in evenly paced for me. I'm surprised the Sonic wasn't out as much as it was and really loved the companions as well. The Cybermen designs are gorgeous and I loved that cliffhanger, 7.5. Edward Galuli, a good entertaining space opera which will eventually stand or fall based on part two. Of course, the ship was going to be full of dormant Cybermen. Some uh, better music from Segan this week, another 7.5. At Riftflix 028- Says, a great setup for the final episode introducing the Cyber Warriors. Great to see the RTD-era Cybermen back, and the cliffhanger was amazing, if slightly predictable, an 8.5. At Davros 1736, mostly set up, but good setup. Enjoyable, mysterious, and intriguing. It is hard, it's a hard one to market on its own. We'll go for an 8, but if Part 2 delivers as much as it needs to after all the promise... This mark could rise as the story as a whole could either be a nine or a 10. At Heisenberg Pod says I really need to wait and see next week's episode before giving a final score, but so far a seven out of 10. Overall good, too much stuff going on. I liked the Brendan stuff better than the main plot, and I assume he is a timeless child, right question mark. Flying Cyberheads were stupid, <laughs> uh, but Jody was great indeedy so that is all we had over on twitter thank you so much for that over on facebook zach jenkins had great episode finally felt like jody was the doctor very excited for next week A nine out of ten jeff waddle just says outstanding 10 out of 10 colin carey now wasn't that a lot better just like the old doctor who's we used to watch a nine out of ten got to save the 10 out of 10 for next week great podcast guys thank you very much colin Andrew Cuthbert. I found myself leaning more towards the Brendan subplot and enjoying it more than the main plot. That's not to say that wasn't good. Uh, A good episode, though. A 7 out of 10. Millie McKenzie. This was a two ice cream story. The first one I don't remember eating because this episode was so intense. I just had to have another. (laughs) This was almost a Doctor Light episode with Ashad, Yaz and Graham all given room to steal the limelight. It was their episode and deservedly so. Next week will be the Doctor and Master Heavy and it will be amazing. I think Brendan is the Doctor's very first incarnation. Haven't figured out how yet though. <laughs> Nine out of ten. Interesting stuff, Millie. Jamie Ackerley. Sat throughout with the same tension I felt as a kid. That's also how Earthshot looked when I was seven. Goodness, breathless. Too good. Watched twice. Perhaps the same again before Sunday at least. A ten out of ten. Ulrich Hillmeister. Great episode. Great episode there happened so much i forgot to to think about who i wished to appear good to see the master again i really love him but why was there oxygen on the cyberman transporter and who might brandon be at first i thought this would be the background story for the lone cyberman but when it came to life but when he came to life just like jack harkness i'm looking forward to the revelations next week on 9.5 charlie turner splendid and he is back again and still love him as I did in Spyfall and I'm now hoping to so this series won't be the same would be the only time we see him best episode of the series minus the cyber drones which I find to be a little cheesy but sort of work at the same time so a 9.5 out of 10 the finale looks like it's going to be a whopper too it certainly does Charlie Ryan McGiven brilliant Cyberman story the best of the new series era this is a good sense of threat in the episode and seeing the cast use well in the story. The only thing that lets it down are the silly cyber drones. Uh, but a 9 out of 10 from Ryan. And lastly, Daniel Hickey says, Fantastic, now that's what we have been waiting for. The TARDIS team were all great in this. Loved the look of the new Cybermen and an exciting cliffhanger with so many questions. Is Brendan a Time Lord, Timeless Child, the old man at the end? Question mark. And being an Irish fan was nice to see Ireland featured. A 10 out of 10 just left me wanting more. Wow. So I think overall then, the average score is actually a 9 or a 9.5 even. There's so many 9s and 10s. Great to see Doctor Who coming back with these really high scores and stuff. Thank you so much, guys, for all of your reviews and thoughts and everything. As always, an awesome part of our show. Love hearing what you guys think. Uh, to all of this. Uh, next week, dude, I don't think we need to say much, but yeah, what we got next week for review.
1: So, next week, yeah, so it, c- can you believe we're saying this? It's the end of Series 12. It's the second part of the story, The Timeless Children next week. Uh, so well. excited. I- I'm genuinely really, but a lot more than I was for the RAN score of Cavos or whatever it was blimmin' called. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you remember that?
0: Avos. Uh, the series uh, finale. Something. What the yeah.
1: heck? Like, there is, oh, yeah, it's just no comparison, is there? This is. You know, this is what we've been waiting for. Yeah, it's miles apart, isn't it? Yeah. Bring it on, Chibbers. <laughs> Deliver the goods, mate. Deliver the goods. Indeedy. Yeah. Right,
0: dude. I think we'll wrap there for 257. All righty. Yeah! Thank you thank you thank you so much for sticking with us here and listening to episode 257 it's been awesome to chat through uh the uh ascension of the cybermen and great to have you back buddy back in front of the mic did miss you last week
1: cheers man i'm so looking forward to next week to reviewing next week's ep it's gonna be i think we're gonna hopefully have a lot to talk about
0: i reckon we will dude i think it's Mm. gonna be uh yeah going to be a big one hopefully i can't believe i'm saying this hopefully we won't have any news on merch next week <laughs> so that we can uh, spend more time talking about this and the finale as, as a whole but yeah. yeah it's going to be a good one uh rightio in the meantime though before next week um head over to our website www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk you can listen to all of our shows over there plus you can link off to the various podcast networks and apps so make sure you give us a sub on whatever podcast app you listen to podcasts on so that you don't miss a show when they land every Friday morning, and we're also on the socials—Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just do a search for the Big Blue Box podcast. You'll find us on there. Uh, connect with us over there. We chat lots of Doctor Who during the week. It's all good stuff. We've got a great community of people. Some really cool uh, people that that um, jump in and chat. Uh, some cool Who. Uh, we're also on YouTube now as well. Just do a search for the Big Blue Box podcast, and I'll link to it in the show notes as well. Uh, so that'd be cool to have you over there going to start live streaming regularly and doing some other bits and bobs so that'd be good to have you included over there too and also head over to my co-host's YouTube channel The Geek's Handbag yes go and have a look go and have a butcher's <laughs> As Graham says, like over at the Geek yeah. Sandbag. Some, um, some very cool videos over there, and Adam's recently started putting some, some stuff on there, so it's very, 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 very cool. Grab Looking a cup out of for the tea. The Bear review. The Builder Bear's coming, man, I'm telling you. Builder Bear <laughs> unboxing. <laughs> so, yeah, grab a cup of tea and uh, go over to Adam's channel. And Adam is on the socials under the same name as well Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Connect with Adam as well. So we can all chat Doctor Who like one big happy Who family. <laughs> <laughs> so, until next week for episode 258, my name's Gary. One is Adam. <laughs> and remember, and. Hey,